everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Like, I've said this maybe every single time, we're like we're on show like 400 and something. If you haven't been to HashtagBasketball.com, I'm actually, I'm not even mad at you, I'm impressed. Now, that I, I've got like you've got my attention. You've got me to be impressed by you. Just go to hashtagbasketball.com. Oh, right now, like I would just turn this podcast off. Go right now if you've never been. I don't I don't understand what you're doing. It's ridiculous. It's been 400 some episodes, almost 500 episodes, guys. That's how many times I've told you to go to hashtagbasketball.com. I'm your host, Katrin. Was I don't know why I'm so mad today, Tyler. Uh, and joining me as always is my co-host Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, what a what a wonderful day. Snowed here. That was interesting. It's brutal. It is it is certainly winter. I don't like it. For everybody. For everybody in the country now. They maybe maybe not like those people hiding in Florida or whatever. I don't know about those people. I don't know about any of those people in Florida. Um, especially around one of my favorite uh, basketball teams and one of my least favorite cities orlando um once again guess what guess what teams we're going to talk about uh here listeners we're going to talk about the orlando magic uh, i also want to talk about the pacers because i think we've we've been keeping an eye on those two teams specifically since i think the beginning of the year because they have a lot of talent they have a lot of weird depth they have a lot of weird vibes uh, also going on in there uh, but i wanted to Really quickly, since I was yelling about hashtagbestball.com, shout out to our good friend Joey, who runs hashtagbestball.com. There is a NBA injury report feature um, on hashtagbestball.com called Next Man Up. And basically, it's got the current injuries and most likely replacement for that person um, and the minutes played based on... Uh, the, the injury that's happening on those teams. It's kind of a, it's a nice little feature. I mean, it does a great job of telling you, you know, who's going to play and, you know, who's not going to play because they're hurt. I mean, um, oh, and even does like some short-term injuries like Donovan Mitchell, right? So if Donovan Mitchell doesn't play, it's a game-time decision. If he doesn't play, here's what Joey expects to happen. And if he does play, then, you know, status quo for the, the Cavs. So like Michael Porter Jr., uh, is injured. He's got a, a heel injury. Chances are Bruce Bowen's uh, minutes are gonna go up. Uh, you you don't. I don't think you have to run statistics to kind of figure that one out. But you don't. Now you don't have to. You can just go to the page and look at it. It's really nice. Yeah, it's great. And also the best advanced schedule grid in the game over on hashtagbasketball.com. We're coming into week nine, Tyler. Can you believe it? Doesn't seem right. It does, it does not seem right. And uh, this is a, a little bit more of a, a, a like a streamer's paradise out here. Like, this is a nice week. There's only Wednesday, Friday got 10 games. Everything else is seven less. Um, and that's, I think you can get a lot of good streaming in this week. Um, I like going Sunday, Monday, going into week 10. Um, and also a, a few less back to backs, but they're still screwing over the Mavericks. I said last week, put all your money on Chicago beat the Mavericks in that back-to-back. And Dallas Mavs have another back-to-back home against Portland away 
in Cleveland. Back to back. Friday, Saturday. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a, it's a, such a tough way to win. You know, if you're going to play a home game in Dallas and then have to travel to Cleveland, you know, in the middle of the night and get there and, and try to play a game. And um, the Mavs had two back-to-backs last week, which really kind of just threw them off. And they got dominated by Chicago. Chicago had a great shooting performance, and the Mavs rested some people, and they won by 30. And Cleveland might do the same thing to them. Bulls are feeling it. Cavs, better team. So, watch out. Um, that could be a beatdown. Put some. The only good news is that. Cleveland is also on the second night of a back-to-back in that one. Ooh, um, now they play both their games at home, so they're still going to have a pretty significant advantage there. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, they're both on the second night of a back-to-back, so that one that should be an interesting game. I think that will be an interesting game. Uh, kind of a, a a normal week. We only have one team. The Sixers uh, playing two games. So, uh, are you playing Joel Embiid two games this week? I think you probably have to. He's just he's just too good, and good. the Sixers right are relying on him a little heavier um, than some teams rely on their superstar. So, um, I think you got to play Joel Embiid just two games, um, and you got to really hope that he doesn't you know miss one of those games. Um, Harden's back now. Right, so he might be even under consideration depending on what your options are at the guard positions, um, especially with Tyrese Maxey out. Um, the question for Harden for me would be, you know, I mean, look at the teams they're playing. How 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 much do we think it's an Embiid game? How much do we think it's a Harden game? How much do we, you know, can Harden get you those ten assists? I mean, talking ten assists and twenty two points, which is what he's averaging basically. I mean, those are hard numbers to get. I mean, you got to even if if the four game guy, you got to find someone getting you five assists a game. There's not a lot of guys getting five assists a game on any waiver wire out there. Yeah. Uh, weird. The weird exception of recommending to play two players uh, who both have two games this week, uh, but those guys are just that elite. They are that silly good. Everybody else is three or four games. We got the Rockets, Suns, um, the Bucks, and the Pelicans all. With three games this week, but all playing Tuesday, Thursday. A nice uh, set of teams to be doing streaming off of uh, those players on the light days. T- uh, Tuesday, only five games. Thursday, only four games. And I feel like there's some good options off those teams, which is nice. Like sometimes we get the Tuesday, Thursday guys, and you're going, like, well, it's three teams, but I don't know who to stream from any of those teams. Um, the Rockets. I have a bunch of guys that are not that far owned. Oh yeah, well let's talk about the Rockets then. Um, going, let's. I gotta pull up the damn uh, statistics, huh? That would help. Uh, Houston Rockets. I haven't, you know, I haven't been paying a ton of attention. To the Houston Rockets. They don't have any super elite guys, but they got a lot of decent fantasy talent, um, and they've been, you know, obviously they've been disappointing overall. But they're a weird, young team overall the top four guys are owned in most leagues so you got Sangoon, you got uh, Jabari, uh, Jabari Smith which I'm surprised Jabari Smith's owned in 84% of leagues because uh, he's been mediocre but I guess he's been pretty good um, still, kind of disappointing kind of disappointing right 148th I mean I don't 
I think he'll be better. Obviously, a lot of it's his 38% shooting from the field. And if he can get that up, I mean, there's no assists, there's no steals. So when you're shooting 38% from the field and you give no assists and no steals, it's hard to be a top, you know, even a standard league player. Um, but you got to assume that's going to go up as the season progresses, right? Like he's going to, not many guys shoot under 40 for a season. Yeah, that's very, that's very rare, especially someone, uh, I guess rookies can take a while, can be up and down, right? Uh, though his, his, his shooting percentage has tr- gone up over the last uh, handful of weeks. So hopefully that is a, a positive trend. Uh, what kills me about this dude is the less than one assist and sometimes zero steals for weeks on end. Miserable. Yeah, right. I mean, he's averaging point three for the season. Like, it's just not good. It is. That's pretty bad. Uh, though I don't mind uh, doing the uh, stream uh, of Eric Gordon or Terry Eason this uh, this week, in the, that Tuesday Thursday. If you need those specific um, stats, you know your threes from uh, Gordon and your your decent rebounds from Terry. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like Houston, you know, both those guys, like, they could at any moment just get a, a nice little boost too, right? Like, I'm, you know, you look at a blowout, like, they have a lot of blowout games sometimes, and then, you know, they just throw Tari Eason out there for 25 minutes, you might get a little bit more, right? Like, he played 23 minutes in that game against the Spurs the other night, he had eight points, six rebounds, two assists, a block, like, he he also feels like just a guy that can can do a little bit more if just given a little bit more playing time. And so that's exciting, right? You just got to kind of hope that, you know, Tuesday or Thursday is that night. Hopefully it will be because I, I think I like Terry's in the long, in the long term In the short term, it's kind of hard to see when he's going to hit um, his stride, get those minutes like you're talking about, or uh, just, you know, come off the bench, play. Okay. And then, you know, sit down, not consistent, but, um, I am uh, I am keeping an eye on him in the long term. I kind of I kind of dig what he's got going on. Uh, I said I promised we would talk about the Orlando Magic. Let's talk about the Orlando Magic. Um, Wagner uh, is is currently starting center, and Mo Wagner kind of be- beasting up everybody. Hey, and now as we, this as- is a man you poo pooed the last week, and I said I don't know, man. I, I might pick him up. Stream him a little bit, and you're like, "No way!" Yeah, I um wrong as I as I'm known to be. There's just a lot of opportunity there, right? And like the magic, the injury. We talk about this, I think, every week. Like the injuries, just you never know. You can say one thing, and it can be two years before somebody plays a game again. Yeah, or longer uh, for some of those players. Uh, on the flip side of that, like, Marco Fultz playing good minutes. Look, look like, really two good games sandwiched uh, in between those two good games. Uh, a game where he scored one point. So, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about the uh, long-term rest of the season, Marco Fultz? Is he the starting point guard? I mean, he got it right when he came back. Like, he got the reins right when he came back. I feel like he's a starting point guard for the rest of the season. The rest of season, do you want him on uh, in, in a standard league? Man, now this is a tough call for a lot of different reasons, right? So, 
I, I guess the first one would be we've never seen him play more than 27.7 minutes a game. Right? So, like, again, like, the upside is capped if you're not going to play 30, 32 minutes a game. It's just it's not, never going to be that high, right? Because you just can't do that much in that playing time. That said, I mean, talking about a starting point guard you can get off the waiver wire, probably going to average you over five assists a game because he's done that the last three seasons. Five assists a steal, like 12 points. Pretty good for, you know, someone you could pick up, you know, for free. So I think I would be interested in picking him up. Now, obviously, it would depend on my team, right? Like, if I've got, if I made some trades or whatever, and I've got basically all top 100 players on my roster, do I think Markel Fultz is a top 100 player this year? I'm not going to drop one of those guys to pick mm-hmm. up Fultz just because of this, right? Even if he does finish in the top 100, how many games is he going to play? In the last three years, 8, 18, 72, but then 19 and 14, we've really only seen him ever be healthy for one year. Do I want to bank on that? This is year number two out of, what, seven chances? I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think, yeah. I, I, completely, I agree with you in the fact that, like, I want to take a chance on him if the stakes are zero. Like if you know you're to, in order to get him on your team, you got to drop someone. Like, would you drop Jaden Ivy? Oh no, no, no. For me, it's no. No, not even close. I think the guy would have to be like you'd have to do your streaming spot, or it would have to be somebody with some like low upside. Like, oh god, I don't really have a good name right now. Uh, Cameron Payne, right? Like, what's what's Cameron yeah. Payne really gonna offer you? Mm, probably not much. Now, we could talk about, is uh, Cameron Payne that much worse than Markel Fultz? Well, when, you know, when Booker and Paul are playing, he definitely is. If he's starting, Cameron Payne might be better than Markel Fultz, as crazy as that sounds. Like, Cameron Payne's numbers are pretty good this year. Yeah, when you give Cameron Payne minutes, he play, which is like, like I said, still one of the wilder things uh, in my brain is that campaign is like, you know, playoff relevant, pretty good. As well, it's like wow, it's um, like good for him. That's that's awesome. But like, he looked so terrible uh, right before he was playing for the Bulls. When he played for the Bulls, he looked just absolutely awful. So shout out to him. Like shout out to the campaign. That just takes a long time for them to figure it out. That can happen. I also want to talk about the Indiana Pacers. Um, Two guys been getting picked up in a lot of leagues. Uh, we talked about just one of them in the last show, uh, Andrew Niebhard. Saying that right, Tyler? Is it Niebhard or is it just Niebhard? I don't know. What do you think? I, you, you, I don't know why you were asking me. I don't know um, how to pronounce my own name. Nemhard. Oh, Be is silent. Nemhard. I wish it was Nibahard. That's cooler. That's a cooler name. Nibahard. <laughs> anyway. You just like to, Andrew, to go hard? Damn hard. I like adding syllables and uh, letters that don't exist in people's names to their names. That's what I like to do. Um, hard. Had himself for crazy games. And then 
fell, I wouldn't say fell off, right? Because he's still playing starters minutes. He's still starting. Um, and his scoring just kind of disappeared. But what didn't really disappear were the consistent steals and the assists. Like, you know, there's a couple low assist games, but in this previous game, 5.7 assists, two steals. Yeah, I mean, this... I, I kind of feel like he still needs to be rostered. He's definitely interesting, right? Uh, he's definitely a young player. I mean, he's still only 22. He's a rookie, just still trying to, to figure things out, right? Um, he was relied on for a little more scoring when Halliburton missed those couple games. Um, now, obviously, Halliburton's ahead of him in the scoring pecking order. Buddy Heald is ahead of him. Miles Turner is ahead of him. Um, even Mathurin is ahead of him, right? So, like, I don't think you should expect him to be... He's probably going to get you, like, 10 to 12 points a game, but it's not going to be consistent. Like, he's going to get you 20 a night, and then he's going to have two games where he scores eight. Right? Um, which is okay. you got to bake some of that inconsistency in there. But, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about a guy that's going to get you five, four and a half, five assists and two to steal, a steal and a half a game, like, that's rosterable for sure. I think that's what's so fascinating about him is, one, um, you know, he is being re- relied on with everybody healthy. He is still being relied on to play three minutes and be a playmaker. A nice little piece of upside that you have here is that if if anything happens with uh, Halburn with the healed and those numbers got to go up, he's got to take more of a scoring role or more of a playmaking role. You're looking at a guy who can get close to double-digit assists. Um, and he's a really good rebounder for guard. Yeah, and I mean, I get this team is up there-ish in the standings, right? Like, they're they're sixth in the East. But would it shock you if they tried to trade Buddy Heald and Miles Turner for the deadline? It wouldn't shock me. And Not at all. But the real reason maybe they trade Buddy Heald is to play Mathurin and, and Nemhard. Right? Who are both really good. Yeah, right? And and that's what I mean. So if you can get something for Buddy Heald and then trade and trade him to play your two rookie wings, that seems like a wise decision for the Pacers. I also think it's a wise decision for uh, you. As if you have Buddy Heald on your team, probably a good idea to take a nice string of games. And he's ha- he's been having a nice string of games. Um, and try to leverage that into, um, you know, just a just a, another player of equal, um, a, a, at least equal value, if not someone who you could think is like a little bit better than Buddy Hield, because he's you know just you need to get the like the person you're trading to. It's like, hey, need the threes, man. Like you, this guy's elite threes, top tier threes, because we don't know if Buddy Hield goes to another team, we don't know what that that role is going to be right now chances are it is going to be something decent like buddy Hill will be, be playing a role on that team that is important it doesn't necessarily tra- just translate to 32 33 minutes a game oh for sure yeah he's been you know uh, let's look, look at the full season because i think it's a little higher if i look at the full season and buddy healed 3.6 pointers a game really nice he's a 65th ranked player in fantasy and we'll say this about you know the pacers and, and rick carlisle like rick carlisle is known to 
A, want his teams to take a lot of threes, B, to generate a lot of really good three-point looks. And so... He, he gets people open. Yeah, and so... Um, obviously, Buddy is an elite shooter. Like, let's not take anything away from that. But even in 32 minutes on a new team, like, he could see those threes drop a little bit just because he's getting contested a little bit more. Yeah, he's just standing in the corner waiting for LeBron to pass it to him or whoever to pass it to him. I really don't think that Laker deal is going to go down. I just, there's nothing there. Um, but, you know, since I said that, that probably will happen. Just like, prove you wrong. Get rid of Buddy. Probably. That's how it always works. Um, but Miles Turner leaving this team it also opens up some playing time. And the guy that I'm specifically interested in, which he is owned in over uh, 60% of leagues, Jalen Smith, right? Jalen Smith, uh, consistently uh, very good. He gets the minutes better than good, like, you know, top 100 good. He's getting. Closer to 30 minutes uh, a game. But he does not get the consistent uh, playing time on this team. Do you think if Miles Turner moves, Jalen Smith is a must roster? Yeah, probably. And Isaiah Jackson be- could become a must roster too. Yes. I could also. He's going to come in and play a lot of, uh, hopefully a lot of minutes. Cause I, and I like him. I mean, so team for what they look like they want to accomplish which is you know kind of rebuild around Tyrese Halliburton like they've got a lot of interesting young players already and so I think it behooves them to trade some of these veterans especially you know it's one thing if you're going to resign Turner and keep him around because Turner's a good player but if you're not why would you not trade him and just give the minutes to Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson are you like You've never wanted to build around Miles Turner. You've tried to trade him every year for the last decade or so. Uh, at something, at some point, something's got to give, right? And I, now's the time. Yeah, I mean, Miles Turner is a free agent in the offseason, so you're either going to re-sign him or you're going to trade him. Like, why, why let him walk for nothing? That just doesn't doesn't make a ton of sense. And even if you're trading him for a little bit of something, it's at least something. Because it does sound like Miles Turner wants to get the fuck out of Indiana. Uh, yeah, I mean, if some team offers a lightly protected, you know, like a heavily protected first round pick, like, you know, it's only going to be 20 to 30. Like, that's better than zero you get from resigning him. And Pacers probably aren't winning the championship this year. I mean, I don't think that's, a, that's anything crazy to say. Like, they're probably, you know, at the best, I think they're going to be in the play-in tournament. Yeah, that's not that is not a crazy statement, and I, I don't think they want to be in the playing tournament, right? They want to be a high draft pick. Yeah, and really, they're not that far off of it. Like the Wizards are three games behind them, and the Wizards are in twelfth. And that middling, that middling ass East is, is very annoying. <laughs> so I mean, I'm surprised. Like you got the Heat down there. You got the Raptors and you got the Bulls. Three teams that are like, you know, especially last season, three teams that were really good. Yeah. There they are hanging out in no man's land. Yep. Now, one of Somehow behind the Knicks, who. How are the Knicks any good? Jalen Bronson, man. 
It's Jalen Brunson. That is that is the that is the correct answer. Uh, another team that is going to be uh, going into Week Nine, a team that is uh, starting some shit. With the Phoenix Suns, the Pelicans. The Pelicans are hot right now. Pelicans are in the top of the West right now, and they got two games at Utah Tuesday, Thursday. So they're doing the Pelicans right with their scheduling. They're not doing Dallas right with the schedule. Yeah, I mean, Pelicans have been playing really well, and I don't know that that's surprising and only in the sense that they've done it without being relatively healthy, which is crazy. Right? Like, Brandon English missed a lot of time. Science missed a few games. And yet they're still really, really good. And, you know, it's been, you know, the play of Dyson Daniels and, and Troy Murphy and guys like that just stepping up and being really good, even when some of those guys have missed time. It's a, it's a very deep team because they don't really, I mean, like, even if I'm looking over, like, the last month or so, right, you know, they have, obviously, Zion doing Zion stuff and CJ doing CJ stuff. They really do kind of rotate in, especially since, you know, Brandon Ingram has been out for quite a bit. Um, they rotate in that supporting cast, and that supporting cast, you know, plays mid-20 minutes, and they all kind of do really good things for this team. I would be very interested in in streaming uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Barry Nance Jr., uh, Jose Morado. Like, why not? Um, if if he is available, I would even uh, I would definitely do a Herb. Uh, I'd do a Herb Jones. Throw him in there. I like Herb Jones. Eat that block. Eat that steal. That's a nice little extra pickup on a Tuesday, Thursday with low games. And I'm looking here. Trey Murphy, for some reason, is only rostered in 68% of Yahoo leagues. That seems really low. Yeah, for sure. And do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to guess what Trey Murphy is ranked? I've been. I am a fan of uh, of, good old, of old Trey Murphy. Uh, I think he is probably around. I want to say he's probably around 80. He's second. So he's a guy I think that, there, that there should be is. owned in, in all leagues at this point. If you're motherfucker, you're top 100. It, you you should be on a roster. He's ahead of McCollum and Larry Nance Jr. And Valanciunas, for that matter. Murphy. Um, so Dyson Daniels in this game uh, against the Suns on Saturday had played 36 minutes, started 11 and 8 with a steal. Any interest in picking him up? Ooh. Al- Alvarado played 10 minutes in this game, and Dyson Daniels played 36. Devontae Graham played nine. I like that trend. Um, it does seem like they occasionally allow Daniels to get uh to get wet a little bit. Dude's good too. Like only nineteen, but he's a big kid. I mean, like he's six foot eight and can play point guard. Guard a lot of different positions. Um, he's still a really interesting player, I think, and a guy that like if you're in a dynasty league, you know. It's someone to to try to trade for, I think, if you're a rebuilding team, just because, yeah, he might be really inconsistent this season, and he might not be great, but, like, this kid's going to be good. I mean, he's already got a couple... Um, like, this is my, my my rule of thumb. I've said this before. I'll say it again. You're thinking of looking at a prospect, or you're looking in a dynasty league, you're looking forward. Oh, look at the entire game log. Is there anything in the game log that stands out to you? And... In this very short season, uh, in the only handful of games that uh, 
Daniels has played. It was a 14-8-9 game. Okay. Nice. That's the, not everybody can get 14-8-9 ever in their career, let alone guys only have, you know, I don't know, 18, 17 opportunities to to even play the game. That's, um, I would say that's promising. I'm not sure. Was game against the, right this second though, this week that now's the time he's going to hand over those minutes. Right, he is starting. But the minutes haven't come with those starting with that starting position. It's fair. Um, he did have a game against Dallas. This was really the first time he actually got any minutes at all. Um. Where he was guarding Luca a little bit, he was doing a lot of interesting things. He had eleven points, three steals, a block, uh, three rebounds, two assists. Like yeah. he just was kind of all over the court, and it was just like jarring to watch because, like, obviously he wasn't getting a ton of shots at that game, and he wasn't like a super part of the offense. But he was just kind of like he was very impactful without you know scoring a ton of points. I also think against Utah, right, like. He could be the type of guy that just has one of those like weird games where, especially they're trying to you know put bring Mike Conley back and, and reintegrate him this week. I think he could be a guy who gets like you know two or three steals in a game and and a block and you know maybe a handful. Like he could get you t- ten to twelve assists in those two games. And so like if you're looking for streamers on Tuesday and Thursday for one pickup, there's there's definitely worse guys I think to get than Dyson Daniels, especially if he's going to continue to play. He's continued to start, and even if he's only going to play 25 minutes, like, he had two games in a row where he played over 30 minutes, Then they blew out the Pistons, and they had another close game against the Pistons where he played 25 minutes. Overtime game. Like, I think the minutes are a little more consistent than you think. I think the minutes are down a couple times because there was a couple of blowouts in there. Yeah, I guess uh, when you look at the fact that those assists can come and that you're just get, grabbing a streamer off the wire, those might be a, a, a very nice pickup. Yeah, and especially, I mean, Tuesday, Thursday, there's going to be, if you want one player for, for both games, there's going to be somewhat limited options, right? Like, I'm looking at him as a guard, uh, and I'm looking at maybe Walker Kessler as a, as a big. In those consistent um, rebounds. Even in limited minutes, potentially maybe one of those games he plays more. Yeah, and I mean it's it's interesting in this scenario too, where it's like those two teams are playing each other twice, and we've seen that basically in those series, a lot of times it's one and one, right? Like each team wins one game, and so um, the opportunity for these players to go off a little bit against each other is there. I really like Kessler's rightly like the blocks. Is it six games? How many how many blocks per game in the last six for Kessler? You know? Oh, no. I don't know. 2.8. Click on some things. 20 minutes. 2.8 nice. 20 minutes. Now fouls through the roof as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they I mean they are letting him hang out there and foul out. Like they're like if you want to foul out my guy, feel free. Right? But I mean 24 minutes. Yeah, the last six games, 21, oh, it's only 21 minutes, but it's eight rebounds, 2.3 rebounds, 2.8 blocks, and almost 10 points. Take that. Especially for someone I'm streaming. Yeah. The guy off the waiver wire. That's, that's very nice. Yeah, and I mean, he had a 20-point game in there, too. 20.11 and two blocks against the Pacers. With that, 
and then 12 with five blocks against the Warriors. This is a game he started. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't expect a ton of minutes, like, just because he's going to foul out. <laughs> it's like, if you're trying to block everything, you, you, sure. you're going you're gonna to go home at some point. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely interesting for, for those couple games against the Pelicans. Uh, the worry there, though, might be that so. it's Zion. So, I mean, Zion's a hard guy to block, and he's going to rumble into you. And if you're a guy who tries to block everything, you might, you might get sent home even earlier than you normally do. That's a good point. Zion's going to come in and just run you over. So if you're trying to... You're not going to be able to like really do anything other than foul. So if, he's, if he can't get you know not fouling through his head, it might be a pretty quick night. I think I'm willing to take that shot, though. I'm willing to take that chance. Uh, maybe if I, after night one, it was, uh, he, he played like... He had to sit within like the first like five minutes of the game. Uh, maybe I uh, move him out for night two. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't know, though. I think I'd still gamble with him on night two. Just, just we've seen goodness in 20 minutes. So let's just hope he can last 20 minutes. I, uh, I hope he can. But I think for week nine, Tyler, is there, is there anything else you want to kind of focus on? Because, you know, there's still a handful of injuries out there. We've got a much more streaming-friendly week, which is a very... Um, I think very conducive to um, having a solid, a solid week and playing it by ear. And, and that Tuesday, Thursday allows you to make that mid-week adjustment based on your matchup. I always think is uh, is very good. Is there any kind of like uh, guys you're watching or guy uh, trends that you're uh, keeping track of at this point? No, I think it's the point in the season though where you gotta take you gotta take stock of your team, how your team is different than you expected it to be. And what you can do to kind of fill the holes in your team. And I think people, you know, sometimes miss that part of it. It's like, really, you just got to build the best team. And so, you know, if you're really deficient in blocks and you have one block guy and he really doesn't do anything other than blocks, maybe you just punt that category completely because you're not winning in any week anyways, right? Maybe you try to strengthen that category because you go like, dude, I lose blocks by two every week. And if I could just get somebody that gets a block a game, I could be winning that category every single week. And so that's really what I'm doing. And I've actually taken some stock in the, in the rankings too. Like, you know, who's performing better than I expected? Who's performing worse than I expected? Who do I think is going to perform better the rest of the way? And like, I think we're seeing Jamal Murray finally start to turn it on. He's ranked 102nd right now. If you can trade for him, he could easily be a top 40 player the rest of the way. So if you can get him for if you yeah, can get... anybody outside the top 60, 70, nice. that'd be fantastic. But look, come on, he's the 101st-ranked player right now. He's killing you. Yeah, he's had a couple good games, but, you know, I, I don't you know, I don't think he's going to be this good. I'll trade you this, you know, top 75 guy for him. Maybe that person bites on it. It's worth, worth a shot. And I think right now, between now and the trade deadline, this is when you need to be making moves. You need to be taking risks because you got a good sample size, like you're saying. We, you can see some trends. You can also start doing some speculation, right? You can start thinking about Indiana and maybe they're making some trades. Maybe you're willing to take a risk uh, on getting, uh, you know, throwing in um, Jalen. Uh, why can I forget? I forgot his name already. Jalen Smith. There it is. It's like, oh, yeah, throw Jalen Smith in in that trade. Okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. 
like uh, getting just getting out ahead where you think these players are going and where you think some of these teams are going to go with their playing time coming into the All-Star break. Once we get to the All-Star break, all bets are off. That's the weird season. That's the, the freaky season between now and the All-Star break. It's kind of the oh, it's, it's kind of the boring season, right? Like it's it really is when you're seeing the teams are like going to be doing the the, the same evaluation. The front offices of these of these uh, these organizations they're going to be thinking about what do we need to do in the long term. That, that consistency that you're going to get between now and the All Star break, I think, is um, the time to make to make your best decisions because you're getting the best data. For sure. That's it for week nine. Tyler, where can people find you, on, you Twitter? on Twitter? On Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes if you like the show. Um, hey, thanks. I appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter. Hit us up. If you want to hear something specific on the show, you have questions about your team, hit us up on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. Tyler's at Tyler P. Watts. And if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes two bucks a month one dollar for tyler one dollar for me that's it and once a month that's it it's like the cheapest literally the cheapest subscription you can get if we're helping you out if we're making your team better and hell man if we're if we're gonna help you win some money two dollars a month man patreon.com slash watching the boxes the best investment you can make for fantasy basketball don't forget to follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. We're going to be bringing that back now that we're, you know, now that uh, some consistency in our schedules is, is finally occurring. I think that's it, Tyler. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We will see you next time.